This is Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Pushing you to year-on-year progression. With your host, Ross McKinley. Yo, Ross McKinley, Aesthetically Trained. Out angled in Reese's gym. Making this guy look small. (laughs) We're in Reese's gym. We're back for another episode. The first person to be on the podcast twice. Big time. Today, we're just going to have a little bit of a debate, a bit of discussion on work-life balance, balance between your goals, what you need to do to achieve the physique that you want, hit the sporting goals that you're dying to achieve, how do we do it and how do we maintain balance? Is that even a thing? Reese, Let's go. Yeah, so I, uh, I originally kind of got in touch with you about doing this one because... I put a thing on my Instagram stories the other day. It was basically like a quote that was going around and loads of people shared it basically saying we shouldn't be um, like praising lack of sleep, poor eating and overworking basically. Yeah. And I kind of reposted it and said, seeing this going around, I don't entirely agree. Yeah. I think to be the very best at something, you have to have that grind period and you have to be a little bit overworked. Yeah. Balance to me, I don't believe is possible if you want to be successful and you want to be the very best within any industry yeah um i got loads of replies from it a lot of people were i think a lot of people misunderstood my point i wasn't saying for a second that you shouldn't sleep you shouldn't eat well because you have to perform well to be the best as well but what i was saying is in all the different areas of your life balance through all of them i don't believe is possible if you want to be number one yeah so this was i'm sure many people have seen these type of posts kind of against what is known as hustle culture if you like so that Gary Vaynerchuk's of the world and getting up at 4am and beating your alarm clock, something that I fucking definitely don't do by the way, you're lucky if I say before 8 o'clock and everyone anything else, but it was about this hustle culture and encouraging people not to praise and reward working hard and essentially people who grind it out, this grinding mm. mentality that people have and that's popular nowadays, or certainly is in, in some circles, mm. but now I think with people being work or whatever you want to call it there's now this anti-movement to that and um, and i think in in this episode what we want to talk about is what reese's experience with his athletes what i've seen in with lads both in the 28 day challenge in my ongoing programs and sort of the route that you take and that we've taken in our careers as well to actually achieve anything and is it a healthy attitude to have or is it just possibly and we're going to discuss this mm-hmm. maybe it's people who haven't achieved what they wanted to themselves and maybe to make themselves feel better they're saying that this all-out effort or this imbalance in life isn't healthy so where do you want to start with elite athletes yourself yeah, working think, in the gym i think the starting point is probably i think to kind of have this discussion you've got to firstly define what your definition of success is yeah. and what your definition of balance is mm-hmm. um so for me success and i think it's probably from my sporting background is being number one Mm-hmm. Like that is success for me, being the best, not yep. second, not third, not doing good, but like being great. Mm-hmm. Um, not Obviously, not everyone's success is going to be based on being number one. They might just want to, whether it's a career, whether it's physique, they might just want to be happy. But for me, when I talk about success, especially from a business standpoint, I'm talking about being number one. Now, I want to be the best strength coach in the world. Mm-hmm. So being number two, three, four, being in the top 10 doesn't appeal to me in the slightest. It's number yep. one. And then in terms of balance, for me, balance is working hard but also having time for myself um i think a lot of the time when people talk about balance they want like an equal split through relationships friendships business 
their personal time, free time, that sort of things. And for me, I don't think that's possible because if you want to get great at one thing, something has to give yep. just through the nature of dividing your time. So if you want to build your business, let's say you've got four areas, let's call them business, relationships, friendships, and like your personal time, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your training and all that sort of stuff. Equal split be 25% for a more for ease of maths. But if you want to grow your business to being number one, being highly successful, you can't keep an even spread of 25% for a more yep. because you'll get good results, but you'll never get great results. Mm-hmm. If you put in an extra 10% there, take that off somewhere else, your results will be better. It's just the way it goes. Yep. Um, so for me, is having a setup in terms of, so for me, for example, I don't see my family, they all live down south. Mm-hmm. So I might go home twice a year. So that's probably only 5% of my time. Mm-hmm. So that 20% that I don't see my family, I can put that into my business. Yep. And if I'm competing against someone who's still only doing an equal spread, I'm going to get further than them are. Yeah, and that's been proven through my career in the last three years that I have got further than people that I shouldn't be just because I've worked harder. Mm-hmm. I think that when you look at balance and this discussion in general, I think it's important to have chapters or timelines in your life mm-hmm. and realize that like, while well, life isn't all one yeah. event, so when you go to university, you're at uni. I used used this example before, yeah. but when you go to university for three years or however long or when you start a new job and you do some qualifications, you never don't do the qualification or you don't go to university because you don't, you can't see yourself doing it forever. There's always going to be periods of stretching yourself, of doing something that you don't want to do that makes you uncomfortable where you have to make sacrifices. That could be in the short term with your physique, doing cardio instead of going out for a drink at night. It could be that you have to get up earlier to fit a workout in. It could be missing out on a meal with family or friends. And all, all the time, I think now, what, what worries me and something that I'm very against is with certainly things like MyFitnessPal, a lot of apps, um, I even think stuff like tracking steps, maybe it's going a bit off track here, but that's the point of this one, is that I think that now there's more and more ways of people seeking validation of just getting rewards or feeling like they're doing something for stuff that they already do and they don't want to get out of their comfort zone and sacrifice anything so my fitness pal like tracking your food that's great but it's not necessarily getting you towards a goal you're just getting data for data's sake if it hasn't got a purpose tracking your steps well we all fucking walk we've got two legs no one's walking on the hands so the, the likelihood is that's then again something you've already been doing but people then say oh well you've walked this many steps today so you, people are suddenly now starting to use little bits of data and using apps and using technology to almost make it easier to not do the harder work because they're validating like, oh, well, I've been busy doing this or oh, I've still tracked my food on my fitness pal. And equally, when it comes to your time, whether it's with your family, your friends or whatever it is, I think that if anyone wants to build their own business, and I think as well, if anyone wants to completely change their physique, you have to realise that you can't continue doing the same things that you're doing now unless you're going to take a load of steroids or you've got a load of, you've got a load of shortcuts and you have some ideas or some something that we don't know about and we've coached a lot of people. Um, and I think that's important to remember is that this, this mentality, you have to look at maybe why the person's saying it, where it's come from, and then also the world that, I wouldn't say unfortunately there's a lot of good stuff today as well, but this society that we're living in where everyone's being told that they can be okay the way they are and no amount for me of telling someone on social media that it's okay to be not necessarily average but unhappy or it's okay to not have the job that you want or it's okay to not have the physique that you want 
I think it's okay to not be there right now. But if you want it, you should be striving towards it and aiming for it, not justifying it with, well, oh, well, you'd have to get out of your routine mm-hmm. and maybe get up a little bit earlier or maybe not do the things that you want to do. I've had uh, James Borden on the podcast a few weeks ago and something that he talked about in terms of the, the parts of your life, the four pillars, he called it, and you'll no doubt of loads of YouTube gurus have different terms of how to compartmentalise their life. And something I said to my clients just this week is, it's important to have these compartments, whether it's your, your health, your, your relationships, your career, your, maybe it's your mental health or your well-being, different areas. But it's also important to realize that none of them are in isolation. None of them are a singular thing in that they all impact each other. So like we said, if you imagine you've only got £100 to spend or you've got 100% to give, you have to make some decisions yeah. to get to get somewhere and to really put time into one of them or into and even spread the law grow evenly. It's like when people say about a training program, oh this is one of my favorite things always makes us laugh. So people say like I'm gonna do a training program and it's full body, but I want to improve my chest. And I'm like, right, well how much more volume are you doing on chest? Mm. Or what different exercises yeah. are you doing on chest that you've done before? What's the reason? If you're training everything the same and everything's getting equal volume, which most training programs now aren't written that way anyway. But let's say you did, why would your chest grow more? You're not just going to think it better. Mm. You need to have a specific plan. And it's the same with business, your physique, even time with your relationships with your wife, your partner. If you want to improve, you have to actually work on it and dedicate the time to it. Mm. Do you think recent terms of goal setting in terms of what's the other side of this? So you work with fighters in camps, burnout, what what have you seen? What's the other side of this? Yeah, of course, like there's a fine line and I think that was one of the things I found from the post, a lot of replies were saying, no, you need to sleep, you need to eat well and I completely agree with that. That wasn't my point at all. Balance doesn't mean, or a lack of balance doesn't mean that you sacrifice sleep, you only sleep two hours a day, you don't, you eat shit, you, you don't train, like of course, that's not balance, that's just stupid. But, so you do need those things. You need to train well. Like if I'm eating well, sleeping well, training well, I can then perform better in my, in my business. Mm-hmm. The downside of it is that people don't get that lack of balance right. Yeah. They maybe go too far down into one side where they are sacrificing sleep. Uh, they're not eating well. They're not training. They start putting on weight, health issues, that sort of stuff. And it does lead to burnout, as you say, mm-hmm. fatigue, uh, mental stress, all that sort of stuff. And if it's not managed correctly, obviously longer term, that does lead to issues there's times probably like you said going back to certain times in your life you're going to need to dig it out and grind through there's probably times when that situation is the the answer mm-hmm. there might be a two month spell where you have to do that to push through yep. a sticking point in either training or business whatever to take you to the next level mm-hmm. um i know someone who replied to one of my stories and said you know one of someone they knew who um sort of suffered really badly to make their first kind of take their business to a certain point and so they don't do that anymore and my point was but they got their business to the next point yeah maybe that was a short-term sacrifice they had to make to get their business up to the next level they weren't able to go to the next level until they had that first level without having that two month period or three months six months of pushing through maybe their business never gets to that point Mm -hmm. so i think there's times where the extreme might be needed um but lack of balance doesn't mean you know, completely outweighing the scale. You still got to make sure to perform optimally. You are eating well, sleeping well, and stuff like that. I think when you're going back to goal setting as well, I think the people who maybe say to me, "Oh, you work too much," or to people who go out in a meal and they might choose a salad instead of having chips as a side, like, "Oh, that's a bit obsessive." Da 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 da. I think they probably don't value their goal enough. Mm-hmm. I think 
one and as well the, the, the term obsessive I think is using a negative connotation and I don't think it's a negative word at all I think to be the very best at something you have to be obsessed and you certainly have experience of, yeah. of working with people who yeah and all my that. athletes they're obsessed yeah. it's all they think about being world champions being the best winning their fight they are obsessed by it and I I'd probably say every businessman musician sports person even doing what we're doing yeah if they're at the top of their industry they're probably obsessed with what they do yeah i know i am like this is all i think about yeah like for me it's not really like oh god i gotta go do that job today that like i'm obsessed if i've got a spare time i'm reading about it i'll sometimes go to bed jump out of bed because something's popped into my mind about it like it's all i think about yeah um and i think so the, just going back the whole word like being obsessed with something isn't actually a negative i think it's actually a positive thing yeah because if you're obsessed then you're going to probably get yourself to where certainly if you can harness it yes that was what i was going to come to next now listeners and watchers if you're on youtube you know what you do you need to like comment subscribe all that shit go see research stuff as well but people listening to this the likelihood is that you want to improve that's why you're here you maybe got a little bit more knowledge than the average person and we're not digging out normal people here but what i want to make clear is is, is how you can kind of utilize this this passion that you have and realize that it's okay to have periods of working hard, but also are working even what you would call in an unbalanced way. But how can we set parameters or making, you've heard Jordan Peterson or loads of psychologists say, like, make a deal with yourself. Imagine if, if you are going to work for someone or someone's coming to work for you, you'd say, well, well, I'll offer you this much money an hour. Or, oh, this is what you'll get when you complete the goal. And you need to do that with yourself. Yeah. I do that with work all the time. And you have to realize that if you're going to, lose the weight or if you're going to stay up and finish the report or you're going to work the extra hours that there needs to be a deal and at the end of it you need to honor it it needs yeah. to be that you're going to have some time off it needs yeah. to be that you'll spend the time with your family and you also need to make that deal with people around you whether it's your kids your friends this journey that we're all going on whether it's with your business whether it's with your physique lads in the 28 day challenge that work with me my ongoing programs you need to get everyone in your life on side you can't, can't just be you against the world Yes, there can be us who think like this, if you like, and other people who haven't come around to this way of thinking yet. But we need, we're never going to just be only with people that, that think this way. So we need to approach it in a way where we can get people on side. So realizing that it's not forever. I think that, that every goal that, that I set, something that I'm massive on always, is setting deadlines and having the time pressure. Mm -hmm. And realizing that, you know, this is my period where I'm going to work on my physique, on my weight, as I've done loads of little challenges for that before having a positive and a negative reinforcement. So something that I like to do for my goals and I've done recently to my detriment, the lads at work as I'll tell you, is having a positive. So it might be going on hold at the end of your goal, but then also having a negative or having something that chases you, which for me was got to run 35 mile and then also donate money to charity. Mm -hmm. And that's what I encourage a lot of the lads that I work for doing. Now that isn't always going to work for her, but it's something different. Mm -hmm. And lastly on that, of something that we said there, I want to just follow up on is, when you're willing to do something to get to the next level, you've always got to, if you think of it in the gym, people that follow me know I love my training. But if you think of progressive overload and, and hypertrophy and the adaptations of that, and we've spoke about them before, that putting one more plate on the bar or doing one more rep or using a different method, that's something that you use in the beginning or something that you use to try to build more muscle. And that's something that you definitely need. You need that novel stimulus to grow, to yeah. create, to create muscle damage, to, to improve, to, to trigger those mechanisms of hypertrophy. However, we know 
that we can maintain at much, yeah. much less. And that's what life's like. Mm-hmm. So we know that once we've got there, once we've got to that top of the mountain, we need to keep the hunger. And at some point you might realise that actually you thought you were at the top of the mountain, but fuck me, it's just part way to a higher one, mm-hmm. or however you want to put it. But training's the same in that, you know, you're benching, you're going to go on holiday or whatever it is. You built your bench up, you've got really strong, you finally went past 100 kilos, you're smashing out, you're buzzing. But then once you've got there, you're not having to use the same methods, the same intensity methods and drop sets and... Yeah pauses and you know whatever it is chains or advanced methods to con to, to maintain it all of a sudden you can stay scale back you can lower your volume you can spend time then working on your form working on your scapular attraction working on your back or your biceps or other areas which in life a metaphor for that could be that you know when you're pushing with your business once you get to a level where you're happy you've then got the funds the money the time to then look at your relationships, your family, yeah. friends, or it might be for you that your priority is your family and you get that to a level first, yeah. where then that can bleed over and the, mm. that cup, so to speak, can be full and it can transfer into other areas. Yeah. But but don't think of, for us, it's very important this, because I think for me, that the lads that I work with, it's trying to explain them that it's not forever. That's why I use the 28 days. Yeah. But I do need it, I, I do need you to treat it as if it's going to be the last 28 days you've mm. ever got. If you go to something half-arsed, you're going to get half the results. Reese's lads don't go half assed in a camp. They're not winning world titles doing that. Um, I um I read it actually like as well, going back to what you're saying about the short term goals and pushing as hard as you can to reach that goal, resetting, mm-hmm. analysing where you need to go next. And you always hear like life's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, but I read it in a book recently by Tim Grover and it was like really nicely put um, where, you know, when people say life's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. But he said, actually, you track a marathon runner. Yeah they're going like 22 kilometers per yeah. hour jump on the treadmill pull it on 22 kilometers per hour and tell me that's not a sprint yeah do you know what i mean yeah. so it's, it's a series of sprints it is yeah so it is a sprint it's reset sprint in your next area reset yeah. sprint in your area if you take your foot off the gas in any one of those areas there's going to be someone who's competing with you that's putting their foot on the gas and will yeah. overtake you so i think that's a really important part as well that it is these combinations of sprint recover sprint recover analyzing right i'm going to sprint on family now i'm going to sprint on relationship but it's always a sprint it's never let's just coast through it get comfortable because that's when you start to fall back you know we never stay where we are we're even moving forwards or backwards yeah so i think if you kind of get comfortable in all areas that's when that sort of like decrease in progression starts to happen it's always those sprints in different areas depending on what, what you're prioritizing at that point and something important with that and i touched on it before myself and i'm always very honest particularly with the lads in, in my inner circle program with the lads that work with us closely in terms of my own shortcomings on this and that's realizing that when you have these periods of intense work and i'm sure he realizes this as well is that you have still got to have your, you know your nights out every so often you have still got to have your rest and recovery reese goes and sees a sports masseur i see i have a physio once a week if you can afford these things or it might be that you find a mobility routine on youtube yourself but you need to take care in that if you're pushing a hundred percent in anything that you then need to take time to work on yourself so that you don't run into any roadblocks or you don't run into injuries or you don't burn out because that will happen we're not saying that you just do it haphazardly and you go a hundred percent and that it's like fucking working hard you've got to work smart we're taught about working smart and working hard that's where, uh, that's where journaling comes in really key because yeah. you, you mentioned about tracking data and stuff like that, but journaling's a really cool way. Like if I'm having a really good week and at the end of the week, I'm like, fucking that was productive as shit this week. I yeah. feel good, training was good, business was good. Yeah. I'll journal down what I did that week. Right. And if I go for a period where I'm like, 
feel like I'm in a bit of a slouch. Google, but I'll just go back and write, what was I doing when I was having, oh, right, I was sleeping eight hours a week. I was meal prepping. I was doing an hour a day of admin, whatever yeah. it is, and just repeat that. And this is what I was saying about viewing life in isolation. This is something I learned in the past, mm. the past week or so. You might have seen on social media, I was here in this very room on the floor, in <laughs> Reese's, in Reese's sauna, what we'd call it, a sauna bag. Sauna blanket, yeah. In the sauna blanket, trying to lose the last bit of weight after I got back off holder to hit one of my targets. And I really didn't, last week especially, take into account how much I was doing to try to lose that last little bit of weight. I'm a fucking expert at what I do. Getting people in shape, no one better, particularly in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. I still fucked up last week and I didn't <laughs> I didn't think about the things I would tell my clients to do where yeah. your body can only take so much in such a short space of time mm-hmm. and like you can't keep going to the well, so to speak. Once you've went and you've done it and you've done the water manipulation and you've taken out carbs, your body only holds so many carbs. Mm-hmm. It's only going to have so much fibre in the gut. There's only so much water manipulation you can do. That isn't a never-ending yeah. process. There isn't a shortcut when it comes to weight. But equally, when it comes to fat loss and a calorie deficit in your own training, there is an upper limit. I always say to people that I, that I work with, just do exactly as I say to do. Don't do any less, don't do any more. Don't be a clever cunt and say, oh, I've changed out my chicken, or I've changed my salmon for chicken because I know it's leaner, or I went and done an extra 20 minutes of cardio at night. No, no, no. I'll decide when you do that. Yeah. Or you should know when you're going to do that. Not because today you feel more motivated. Motivation will come and go. Motivation's fleeting. It's it's an emotion, really. You need to be emotionless in the process and have set procedures that you follow based on the data yeah. and the experience that you have. E, but the thing is, at the time, and some of you listening to this might, right now might be in this position, it's very easy to get tunnel vision and, and narrow in and kind of think, fuck it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, yeah. because you get so fixated on the goal. I've done that myself just last week when it was trying to hit a target. So you need to step back and think, is this the advice I would give to myself? Am I considerate of, what, like I mentioned before, the four areas? Or is it that maybe it's you're too close, you can't see the forest for the trees, as you you're very, very close to that one goal, and maybe you're not realising at the time you're letting your relationships or your business or your mental health, you're, you're ignoring them for a little bit because you're so focused on your physical. And you need to take a step back and make sure that whilst you might be completely focused on your physical health for a month or whatever the predetermined period is that you've agreed with yourself and those around you, you need to make sure that you still keep the other areas in check. We're not ignoring them altogether. You still need to meditate or journal or go to work. You know, Reese's lives are an exceptional we'll get on this in a minute. I've got a good question for him. But... <laughs> What makes me laugh a lot, just shouldn't say it makes us laugh, but it did used to make us laugh. When, when I used to prep a lot of lads for bodybuilding competitions, and I know it's very, very important to a lot of people, uh, bodybuilding, one of the reasons I'm not as big on encouraging men to do it anymore, and why I think I work well lads maybe just step back yeah. from that, is the, the obsession that Reese talked mm. about, which can sometimes be a good thing. Yeah. Reese works with professional athletes, mm. we're professionals in what we do, we're kind of the benefits of obsession for us are that it will directly impact our life yeah. in a good way. But I've seen the other side of that, and I'm mm. sure some people know anyone in that local gym who's been a bodybuilder who all of a sudden uh, it affects their work. They maybe be taking time off work for bodybuilding shows. Yeah. Um, it's affecting their relationships. Yeah, and that's definitely, the, that's definitely the, not performing the bedroom. That's the other side. Yeah. That's the other side <laughs> of this where all of a sudden it's went too far. But yeah. you can't see it at the time because all you're, all you're focusing on is I'm going to do everything I can. I'm going to work harder mm-hmm. than everyone else. And that's where having a coach, having friends, and having a predetermined plan will help. But what do you do, Reese, with your athletes to kind of... What, what would your tips be in terms of, like, avoiding burnout? Mm-hmm. Like, 
deadlines, time? How how would yeah. you go about it? What would you suggest? So obviously, from a from a like a strength conditioning standpoint, like the programs, the the most important part in terms yep. of having heavy days, lighter days. Yep. And what I've actually found as well, which is, uh, I think it was in a Tim Ferriss book once I read. So do you know how in a training, and I'm sure you lads will do it as well, where you have a, a lower intensity week where they recover a little yep. bit or whatever. But actually that works in life as well. Yep. So I try and implement that maybe every fifth week, have a low intensity week through life. Yeah, like cool. So work a little bit less, do a little bit less admin, deload week in training, mm-hmm. which allows me to recover and then go again. Just like in your training, you can't keep pushing every week. At some point, you hit a plateau and you start to decrease. Yep. Life's exactly the same. So I get their training program on points. They've got their deload weeks and stuff like that. We try and get that across boxing sessions as well, not just S&C. Um, relaxation methods, massages, going out on walks, literally all the stuff that you'd tell your clients to do. Yep. Getting fresh air, going for walks, listening to podcasts, chilling out, massages. We get them to do as well. Um, I'm in that privileged position where fighters they just want to go hell for leather. Like you don't yeah. have to motivation. You pull them back if I yeah, it's not really an issue. It's the holding back because very much like the bodybuilders, they're so focused on winning, they probably would go down too much obsession. Yeah, and they'd probably sure. you know I've had some guys who it's supposed to be like recovery day or in the evening to be out at 3am and doing like a 10 mile run just because yeah. they feel don't energetic. Rest is. Yeah. Then they feel like they have to be doing something and, yeah. and that's probably that leaning on the obsessive but in a bad way. So it's kind of just holding them back a little bit and just giving them um, objective data to be like, right, how did you spar after that rest day? Yeah, brilliant. Cool. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Don't overdo it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, luckily the people I work with is kind of more of a holding back than having to to push them as such. Mm. So, tips to finish off, to sum up if you like. For anyone watching, listening, if you feel like you want to have a period of pushing for a particular goal, it could be a 28 day challenge, it could be working with lads working with Reese for a fight camp. If you have that focus or if you have that goal where you kind of know in yourself you're going to have a period to get to that next level that you want, whether it's your, your physique, whether it's relationships, but it might even be spending time more, like you might have lost touch with your kids or your partner, you just know, so right, you're going to have to have a period of really working on that to improve it. And we need to get clear that that, if anything, recognizing it, first of all, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. What we're saying is, is put some key steps or guidelines in place to make sure you have a predetermined end goal. So you know how long you're doing it for, because otherwise that's when it can lead to burnout or you may be thinking, you know, you're kind of living in the future. Try to avoid saying things like, I'll be happy when. Yeah. Try to be present and think, right, you're enjoying the process along the way. Use data and use little rewards or whatever it is to, to make yeah. sure that, that that's the case that's that you're a, present. That's a real key point you said, actually, because I had a couple of people messaging me when I put that story sort of saying that will lead to mental health issues and yeah. stuff like that. But I think what you said there in terms of don't put your happiness and I'll be okay when this yeah. happens, don't yeah. attach it to the end goal. Yeah. I think that's the major difference when yeah. you attach your your emotions your happiness and things getting better to that end result yep. that's when it could be a potential issue like for me i've said i want to be the best in the world but if i don't get there i'm still happy still got a great group of friends still do better blah, blah, yep. but i'm not attached to that goal even yep. though i'd like to get there so i think that's quite important happiness point. is happiness is progress but yeah. the thing is if you only measure progress by the success of the one end goal the yeah. outcome goal what they call an outcome goal then it's not necessarily in your control whereas if you measure happiness by the process goals Mm -hmm. and that can be in a lot of things that can just simply be spending time that could be right i want to spend so much time with my wife or my partner or my kids it could be that you want to complete so many sessions in the gym that's why i'm so big on people filling in the sheets for the gym because then they can see those little wins every session that 
just by going to the gym and filling in the sheet, you're becoming a person who doesn't miss a session. That in itself leads to intrinsic motivation of just going to the gym and improving at that exercise, at your bench press, in the form of that. And I think having that in is massive and it'll lead you to not be thinking too much in the future. Mm-hmm. So if we could sum up in some points of sort yeah. of do's and don'ts for this, yeah. mate, what would you say? So I'll, I'll, I'll rattle a few off and then you can give some yes, of it. So for me, I think having deadlines, mm-hmm. for sure. So knowing when you're starting something, when you're having this intense period where your life might not be in balance, which as we've said, is, is okay. Tell those around you who it might impact that you're working on the goal. Make a deal with yourself and with them in terms of what are your non-negotiables during that period? What are you not going to miss? Are you not going to miss your kids' football? Are you not going to miss your day night with your lass? Are you going to make sure that it doesn't affect your work? What things do you need to focus on there? And then what are you actually going to do to make it happen? So what are you going to do that's different to before that is going to get the desired results? So rather than just talking about there's been lots of studies of thought studies people always say when they reference these things there's been studies you never hear this studies. there's lots of studies apparently that suggest that talking about a goal yeah. gives you the same buzz in your brain as achieving a goal talking means fuck all you need to walk the walk so those are my three a deadline negotiate with those around you and yourself about what you're going to do along the way and and what the rewards are for it and then also what are you actually going to do and why is it different to what you've done before why this time could be seeking out help from a coach could be coming up with a plan yourself, whatever it is. Those are my three. So I'll, I'll chirp in. I think number one that I've seen through myself and other people is accountability. Yeah. Have someone to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if you've got someone saying to you, did you get that done? And you feel a little bit embarrassed to say, no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. That helps you tenfold. So whether that's a partner, whether that's your coach, have someone to hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, I would say it has to be something what you're kind of desperate to get to that end point. I think the closer you can get to being desperate for an outcome, the more you'll probably achieve it. I know my biggest business success has come in times where I've lost, moving say to Graft House, lost all my clients, had one month's worth of money. It's like, right, I was desperate to build up my business, did it within like a month. So I think you need that desperation and the further you move away from desperation, the more comfortable you get and the less likely you are to achieve that outcome. Um, There would definitely be probably the top two that I would say. and again, I'd say, obviously, it's got to be something that you're you're semi-passionate about. I wouldn't say, like, go find your passion, um, because for me, for example, again, I really am passionate about fighting. I really enjoy it. If I try to take that up as a career in China outcome, I'm going to end up very hurt and skint. So yeah. <laughs> it probably doesn't work. So just find something you enjoy more than anything, and that serves a purpose, and that you can actually, as I say, going back to the process, enjoy the process to the end point. Because more often than not, the end point lasts for a split second, it's done. Whereas the journey there could last a month, two months, three months, or a year. Yeah. So enjoy that process more than the actual outcome itself. Enjoy the process, for sure. Let me know. What are you going to work on? What have you taken from the episode? Use these tips. Hopefully it'll help you. And if anyone tells you that you're not balanced, just tell them to fuck off. Yeah, fuck them. Boom. Thank you. You've been listening to Aesthetically Trained, the podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and spread the word.